give him thanks as you take your seats. Lift up both hands and give thanks to the Lord and bless his name. And give thanks and bless his name. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our worship. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to say good morning to everyone in church. It's, it's not a cold morning. It's not cold. It may be a bit cool, but it's not cold. Who agrees with me? Praise the Lord. And anyway, if it's cold, we know what to do. Just appear the way I'm appearing. That's what to do when it's cold. Amen. Just keep up. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mr. Peculiar, thank you for being peculiar. Amen. Praise the Lord. Instrumentalist, thank you for playing peculiarly to the peculiar minstrel of God today in the house. Hallelujah. Wired to thrive. Wired to thrive. That's the title of what we're looking at this morning. Can you please open your Bibles? Rock Media, thank you for your help. Please open your Bibles to Psalm 139. I'll read from verse um, 13 to 16 in the message translation. Wired to thrive. Wired to thrive. Wired to thrive in a world of wireless technology. Wired to thrive. In a world of wireless technology. Wired to thrive. Because we are wirelessly wired to a kingdom that is invisible and invincible. They are two separate words. I'm going to read Psalm 139 in a short while. We live in a world of wireless technology. There was a time our telephones were wired. We used to call them Nitel land phones. How many people remember? You know, before it became Nitel, it was net. Before it became net, it was P&T. How many remember the days of P&T, post and telecoms? And then it became net. How many remember net building in Marina? Nigerian external telecommunications. It burnt many years ago. How many remember the history of net building? It was one of the tallest buildings in Africa as at that point in time. And anyway, net. So your phone line had to be connected to a wire source, you know, internally, and then from the pole outside to your building. Amen. And then the telephone lines will run long distances. And if there was a storm and uh, the connection was uh, uh, distorted along the line, you wouldn't have signal. How many remember that in those days when rain fell, if you picked your phone, all you will hear is a murmur. I remember, remember when rain fell, you just began until when the sun comes up before the line, we've come a long way. Amen. And then uh, there was a time all the phones in Nigeria were not even up to 5% of the population. And we had a federal minister of telecommunications who said brazenly that telephone is not for the poor. The man said it brazenly, a military man, he's still alive. He said, telephone is not for the poor. I won't mention his name in case he's your uncle. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but look at us today. Everybody, if I were to do a, a, a sampling here this morning, practically 95% of people here will have their own personal telephones. True or false? And you have your phones connected to wires, electric wires, right? Oh, oh. So why? Because technology has changed and technology now is wireless. Every Christian here is connected. When I say Christian, 
I'm not talking about you being Felix or you being Festus or you being Paul or you being uh, Isaac or whatever, James. Because you were given a Christian name does not make you a Christian. I'm talking about those who are blood washed, blood sealed, blood perfected by the blood of the Lamb of God. Those, those who know Jesus as Lord and Savior and that those who Jesus knows is one thing for you to claim to know is another thing for him to know you. Does he know you? Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? So there is room for God to know us in the Bible. Who is with me up till now? Hallelujah. Those are the ones I'm talking about. Those who have a relationship with Jesus. Those who are afraid when the Lord speaks to them. Those who obey when he gives them an instruction. Those who understand what it means to be faithful and diligent and holy and disciplined. Those who know what it means to read the Bible every day. Those who know what it means to have a time of prayer every day. Those who know what it means to take notes of what God tells them in the word and to apply it practically to their lives. Those who know how to stand in the face of a storm. Those are the ones I'm talking about. Such people are connected to a kingdom with a wire mood. Pastor, yes, there is a wire connection between you and God's kingdom. So every believer like I just explained, has that connection to a kingdom. That wire must be very long. It is. Praise the Lord. That wire must be very strong so that when rain falls and uh, adverse weather conditions come, it doesn't break. Yes, it is very strong. But that wire is wireless. So, the world lent wireless technology from the kingdom. Amen. Every believer, therefore, is wirelessly wired. To an invincible and invisible kingdom. Please repeat after me. I. I'm wirelessly wired. To an invisible and invisible kingdom. Two words. Invincible and invisible. They are different words. That's why we need to be careful with pronunciations. When something is invisible, you can't see it. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but you cannot see it with your naked eyes. When it is invincible, it cannot be conquered. It cannot be overcome. It cannot be pulled down. It cannot be destroyed. We are connected wirelessly. To a kingdom that is invincible and invisible. You are connected to that kingdom. I am connected to that kingdom. You know something about this kingdom? It is the consciousness you carry of who you are that determines your outcomes. Let me put it simpler. It is what you know about your identity that works for you in this kingdom. What you don't know, anything that is yours that you are ignorant of in God's kingdom will never work for you. That is why the prince might go hungry and the beggar might be comfortable. I remember know that there are comfortable beggars. Begging is their occupation, but they are comfortable. They beg. When you see them begging, they put on the garb of beggars. But when they are off work, they are very comfortable. <laughs> and yet you have princes who are living in penury. Revelation. Some say Revelation. 
it matters what is revealed to you. Psalm 139, let's read from verse 13 in the message translation. Oh yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You found me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God. You are breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. That's talking about you. I hope you realize that. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made. Bit by bit. How I was sculpted from nothing into something. Still talking about me. Hallelujah. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I had even lived one day. Let's stop there. Wired to thrive. Borrowing from electronics, when something is wired, that device is reinforced by wires for strength because it is power that is conducted through a wire, electric power. When something is wired, it is furnished with, uh, through wires to convey electrical power, electrical energy. Amen. In the kingdom of God, when we're wired, like we're saying, we're connected to a power source to deliver power to wherever we, we go, wherever we, whatever we interact with. Hallelujah. Someone say power. That power is called the life of God. Wherever you are, the life of God is. Jesus said, he that hath the son hath life. We're not talking about physical life. Physical life is finite. Physical life can end. The life of God is infinite. The life of God is self-multiplying. The more you use it, the more it reproduces itself. Physical life is consumable. You use it, it goes down, it diminishes. Hello, church. There's a way life of God, the unending life of God increases the more you use it. Hallelujah. So wherever you go, what you spread is life. Wherever you show up, what shows up there is life. Hallelujah. So as believers, don't forget we are wirelessly wired to an invisible and invincible kingdom. So to be wired to thrive means you are designed to thrive. You are designed to do well. You are designed to succeed. You are designed to overcome. Hallelujah. It means you are engineered like we just read in Psalm 139, 13 to 16. You are engineered to thrive. Every airplane is engineered to fly to take off against the laws of gravity to remain airborne against the laws of gravity 
and to land when he chooses to land. It was engineered that way. They employ the, the dynamics of the pressure in the atmosphere with the pressure in the cabin. They understand, the pilots understand what cabin pressure can do and what atmospheric pressure can do. Hallelujah. Who is with me up to now? And while the airplane is in motion, you have uh, the dynamics of the wings. Wings. There are headwinds and there are tailwinds. The headwinds oppose the airplane. They're blowing against it. Blowing against it. Headwinds. Blowing against it. But you see the thing without noise at times. And there are headwinds, but it keeps going. Why? It's been engineered to thrive. It's been engineered, designed to advance in the midst of opposition. Hallelujah. And there are times tailwinds are at work. Tailwinds, those ones come from the back. When the tailwinds are working against time, against time, a journey of seven hours can become six hours. Because of tailwind. The tailwinds push it forward. You say, no problem. As long as you are coming from my back, keep pushing me. As long as they are coming from your back, they are pushing you. Hallelujah. Wherever the enemy chooses to come from, you thrive. It's coming from you from the front. You are engineered to withstand him. You keep going. He comes from the back. He's pushing you forward all day. He doesn't know. That's what he's doing. Praise the Lord. To be designed to thrive is to be engineered to thrive. It is to be programmed to thrive it is to be set up in a particular way your setup says you have to thrive i said what you know is what you experience catch a revelation this morning in addition to every other revelation that you already had who is with me up till now hallelujah now when we're talking about your engineering Engineering is intricate. Let me quickly say this. There's some cars they call high-performance cars. You know, some cars are simply for luxury. You just sit down. I may remember Toyota Crown. When we were little children, you know, Toyota Crown, 1972, 1973, 1974, Toyota Crown. It even had a refrigerator in the boot. I may remember Toyota Crown. It was made for Luxury, comfort. Amen. You don't drive a car and you're speeding all over the place. No, it's not for speed. It's for comfort. It's for miliki. Amen. You just take it easy. Some cars are for comfort, for luxury. Rolls Royces are, are not designed, were not designed for speed. What are you looking for in a Rolls Royce? It's for you to sit down, enjoy everything, press a button, a drink pops or press another button, your video screen is on, you know, you see the, the Formica paneling, you see everything, it's, it's amazing. You see later, you see, ah, ah. That one is not for speed. That one is for speed. At times I don't understand Swiss Swissams. Most of you understand what I'm saying anyway. The Ferrari was not designed for comfort. 
It was engineered for speed. Speed. Many years ago, the old Mercedes Benz. You know, I'm a Mara Stroke 8. The way I'm talking, Stroke 8 engine. Some know Stroke 8 here. It was designed to be rugged. In fact, some of them had double carburetors. They were full goes last. And then 115 engine came, and then 123-115 engine came. To close the doors of those cars, you had to throw the door before it would close, and you make boom. How many remember? If you enter the pothole, you won't feel it. it. It was engineered with durability in mind. Everything is solid. Somebody says solid. Oh, solid. Ha. So I said I must use a Benz. And I used to at some point. After a while, I said, people talk about BMW. What is it about BMW? So in 2006, I got a BMW. It was nice. And then I saw the difference between the BMW and the Benz. So I understand something when they say engineering design. What a Benz was designed to do is not what a BMW was designed to do. Hallelujah. Ah, that BMW was tempting. And I was there, uh, you know, 2006, remove that from my age. So that was like uh, 18 years ago. They moved 18 years from, I was a young person. I had Bukata, but I, I, you know, I, I, I could just say, don't worry, they're well. And I could go on 160 kilometers per hour. Amen. And it will appear as if I'm just coasting. I said, this motto, na motto. At a bend, I don't need to slow down at a bend. I maintain my speed at the bend and it, the vehicle cooperates. It redistributes redistribute its weight at the bend. It was engineered that way. Ah, later I did research and I got to know, sir, that those who designed the engine of a BMW, that company used to manufacture aeroplane engines before. After World War II, Germany was banned from manufacturing aeroplanes. So that company, rather than going to extinction, decided to begin to produce cars, make engines for cars. So the engine went there inside BM. Now the engine of aeroplane. Oh. <laughs> so be very careful. Thank God, as a grandfather now, there's no nothing. Sure, you understand. Except on Sunday mornings when I'm coming to church and somebody is doing do it, dear, 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 dear. Just does it, just does them. I say, Holy Ghost, you understand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your engineering. Remember your design. Help me tell your neighbor, remember your design. Remember your design. Don't forget your design. Now, talking about being wired to thrive, you must understand some things. Careful planning went into your design. Careful planning. There was the stage of conceiving the idea, conception stage. There was the stage of designing, coming up with a design for the concept so that you can put pen to paper and begin to see it. Remember the story of Walt Disney that we heard during the anniversary. The man set up Disneyland, but he died before it was a reality, so to speak. And on the day of the opening, People said it's unfortunate he's not here to see what he conceived. And the wife got up and said he saw it. That is why we all are here. Remember that story. 
Hallelujah. So there is planning stage. Careful planning. You are a product of careful planning. Don't forget that. You are a product of careful planning. Let's read a scripture to support that. You are a product of careful planning. Uh, I am... Um, Psalm 133, or Psalm 139, 14 to 15. This time I want to read in the New King James. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That's the one people remember. When we're reading from message, it looks strange. Okay, so we're doing it in New King James. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Message that we read, let's go back to it. He said, oh yes, you shaped me first, inside out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, most high. You are breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit. How I was sculpted from nothing into something. Careful planning. Every ability, every skill, Every talent, every temperament that he put in you, he put it there intentionally. He put it there carefully. Hallelujah. Before you are engineered like that, what you're wiring, in other words, there was detailed consideration and analysis of your outcome. Detailed consideration. He considered you in detail. Considered the assignment he was given to you in detail. And prepared you unto that assignment. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Never you ever say me. Ordinary me. You are not ordinary because of the one who made you and how you were made. Detailed consideration. And analysis of your outcomes. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. Let's read. Detailed consideration. And analysis. Uh, Ephesians 2.10. I'll read from the New Living Translation. For we are God's masterpiece. Somebody say masterpiece. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew. Anew. The believer in Christ is wired to thrive. You are God's masterpiece. You know what that means? You, you are not mass-produced. A masterpiece is not mass-produced. You see some cars and they write limited edition. It means they didn't make many of them. Hallelujah. They didn't make many of them. Masterpiece. The artist sits down and he spends extra time on a particular work of art. More attention to details. The quality of materials used different. I, I like cars. Excuse me. I like cars. And some time ago, I was doing a research. And I said, for goodness sake, what's wrong with all these car manufacturers? You know, Honda has their high end. They call it Acura. That's their high end. Toyota has their high end. What do they call it? Lexus. I said, what's the difference between Lexus and Toyota? Ah. And when I was doing my research, I realized the quality of materials they use for Lexus is not the same quality of materials they use for Toyota. They, 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 they use high-grade quality. So, if your brake lining 
You know, it's gone after six months in the Toyota. Nine months, ten months in the Lexus, you are still good. I said, this when you bo- That's a masterpiece. As far as Toyota is concerned, their masterpiece is the Lexus. As far as God is concerned, you are his masterpiece. Praise the Lord. You are a masterpiece. I'm not the one who wrote it. See, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the things he planned for us before we arrived here. Amen. The ability to fulfill the mandate of heaven is in you. It's intricate in you. God put it there. You are God's masterpiece. You are not mass produced. He took time to put you where you are. So you think you won't thrive except you choose not to. Did you hear what I said? Except you choose not to thrive. Let's read that in the New International Version. Can you give us the NIV? It says, we are God's handiwork. You are God's handiwork. Listen, listen. In some production lines, robots do the production. You must have seen that before. So they use robotics and robots do the production. They do the production, you know. So they're manufacturing screws. Robots do that. They're manufacturing doors. The robots do that. They know what is next. It's a process. And it's robots. Amen. But this one says we are God's handiwork. Not a function of robots or technology. Mm-hmm. He used hand. You, you know, when they say something is handmade, some people have leather products that are handmade. And they write it there, handmade leather. Uh, you know, th- there is... There's generic, there's, uh, there's synthetic, and then there's organic. Ha. The believer is not synthetic. The believer is organic. Hallelujah. Help me tell your neighbor, you're organic. Praise the Lord. Uh, that's your voice. It's organic. Stop wanting to talk like somebody else. He gave you your voice uh, because you're organic. You're original in his intention. You are his handiwork. You are his handiwork. Some of them is handiwork. A product of his hands. When your hands are making something, your hands are moving intentionally. You have an idea of what you want to do. And that's the next thing. Why had to thrive? There was a clear understanding of what you were meant to accomplish when he was engineering you. He had a clear understanding in his mind of what you will be, what you will do, what you will accomplish. Clear understanding. So you are not an accident of history. You are not a mistake of your parents. Clear understanding. Pastor, you don't understand. My background is, is poor. Well, somebody said, as long as your back is not to the ground yet, there is hope for you. Your background may be, back, may be bad, but as long as your back is not on the ground yet. Praise the Lord. Let's see Isaiah 43 and verse 21. These people have I formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. But if you read that in the message, translation. These people I made especially for myself. A people custom made to praise me. A people custom made to praise me. A people custom made to praise me. So I am custom made to praise him. Ah, I know I'm wired to thrive. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying it to make us feel good. I'm saying it to make us realize who we are. You are custom made to thrive. This will have I found for myself. They shall show forth my praise. They are custom made to praise me. So he has turned out to be a civil engineer. In the civil engineering, custom made to praise me. He has turned out. 
to be a surgeon, a neurotic, neurological surgeon or whatever. In that practice of neurosurgery, he's custom made to praise me. He has turned out to be a teacher, to be a professor, to be whatever. In that calling, he was custom made to praise me. He has turned out to be a business person. He's a trader of repute in that line of vocation. Custom made to praise him. Do you understand? God through us is revealing dimensions of his glory in every sphere of life. All of us will not do the same things. But all of us will do one thing. Did you hear what I said? All of us will not do the same things. But all of us will do one thing. What is the one thing we will do? Praise him. With our many things. With your many things, do one thing. Praise him. Let people say, wow, what an engineer. Wow, what a doctor. Wow, what a musician. Wow, what a singer. Wow, what a teacher. They shouldn't remember you as a teacher and say, ah! That teacher almost killed me. We had one lecturer. We used to call him Bablu. We didn't know that he was using us for his uh, PhD program. He will ask us to go and look for data. Impossible data. You say, the fact that was when I got to know that uh, the CBN generates um, annual reports, they generate monthly reports. But even CBN then was, they had backlogs. You say, hmm, and he had a funny way of talking, hmm, you're not going, I'm going to strike, ah. If you got to, see, this was 1986 or so, or oh, 87, something like that. We will go to CBN, those ones say, what are you looking for? Number one, it says, uh, it's, a, it's a top level administrative document. Number two, we can't even give it to you. And number three, we don't have the years you're talking about. So they, they had like four years. And if we said we got four years ago, say, no, no, it's not current. We didn't know it was using us for research. How can I appreciate that kind of person? If I see him now, I say, Mr. Bablo, do you remember me? The things you used to do for us in school, go down. Ah, kilo day, and the wicked gone. <laughs> But I'm longing to see some teachers to tell them, you are a blessing to my life, sir. You are a blessing to my life, man. Yes. Whatever you do, custom made to praise him. So things to note as we talk about why I have to thrive. Number one, stay connected. How many tell your neighbor, stay connected? Ah, stay connected. Because the, the, the wire connection is a connection. Otherwise, if there's a disconnect, then there's a break in the flow. Of electricity. Amen. You know what a circuit is? You know what an electrical circuit is? An electrical circuit is the path through which electricity passes. Amen. Remember O-level physics? I didn't do physics more than O-level, but we could draw a circuit. They said draw a circuit diagram. You know, you draw the circuit diagram, you put 1.5 volts, you do the mark like this. I mean, remember, uh, circuit, praise the Lord. At times I, I see my daughter draw circuits. She, she read the electrical engineering. I say, I, I say, me too, I know so cute. I say, okay, come on, explain this. I say, it's not like, it's not like that. It's not like that. They're so cute and they're so cute. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Stay connected. Don't break the flow. Don't break the flow. Don't break the flow. Stay connected. You're wired to thrive. You can only thrive as long as you're connected to the power source. Once you are disconnected from the pastors, there's no more functionality. How then do you operate to praise him when you are disconnected? He created you, custom made to praise him. But you are disconnected from your source. You can't function anymore. You cease to be that device anymore. 
You cease to, so if there's a computer device and it is uh, useless, it ceases to be a computer device. It ceases to be. Why? There is no life in it. It tells us your connection is your life guarantee. As long as you're connected, you have the guarantee of life. Someone say, as long as I'm connected, I have a guarantee of life. Wired to thrive. Stay connected. If you are disconnected, you lose functionality. Stay connected. Hallelujah. Remain in the power flow. Don't forget you are part of a circuit. Let's open our Bibles to John's Gospel, chapter 15, from verse 3 to 7. The Gospel of St. John, chapter 15, from verse 3 to 7. I want to read from the ERV. Can you give it to me in the easy-to-read version? I hope you have it. Is it read? Yes, you have it. You have already been prepared to produce more fruit by the teaching I have given you. Who was speaking here? If you have a red-letter edition of the Bible, these are words in red. Jesus was speaking. I like the way it starts. You have already been prepared. Some say I've already been prepared. Ah, by all the teachings of the Lord I have received. You've been born again for 20 years. You've been reading your Bible for 20 years. What have you been doing 20 years? He's been preparing you. So now, things are the way they are, and you also are complaining. What happened to your preparation? What have you been doing with praying in the Spirit for 20 years? What have you been doing with spending time in the Bible for 20 years? Challenges now come, you fall back on your flat, or you, you fall flat on your back. What's going on? Who is with me up till now? Did he say there won't be challenges? Ah, I just talked about airplane. There'll be headwind now, praise the Lord. The headwinds will always come. But we overcome them. And we get to destination. And we land safely. And we shake hands. And we, we clap when the plane lands. Don't we clap? We clap if it's a good landing. You clap. You forget the turbulence of the air. You forget the challenges in the air. Because now you have received the end of your faith. Hallelujah. Help me tell somebody, stay connected. Okay, go. let's go back to John's Gospel, chapter 15. From verse 3. You have already been prepared. To produce more fruit by the teaching I've given you, stay joined to me. Somebody say, I will stay joined. I will stay joined to Jesus. Stay joined to me. That's why I like this version. Stay joined to me. And I will stay joined to you. Anything you like, say, you can say join, join. Yes. If they call me join, join, I'm join, join with Jesus. Hallelujah. Stay joined to me. I will stay joined to you. I'll be join, join with Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, John John is meant to be like a derogatory thing. If my John John is with Jesus, now correct John John. Stay joined to me and I will stay joined to you. No branch can produce fruit alone. You can't thrive on your own. I can't thrive on my own. I can't flourish on my own. You can't flourish by yourself. I need to be connected. I need the flow of the power, the flow of the light from him to thrive. It must stay connected to the vine. It is the same with you. You cannot produce fruit alone. You must stay joined to me. Continue. I am the vine, you are the branches, where our name comes from. If you stay joined to me and I to you, you will produce plenty of fruit. As long as we stay joined, there's a guarantee of thriving. But separated from me, you won't be able to do anything. That's serious. Verse 6. If you don't stay joined to me, you will be like a branch that has been thrown out and has dried up. 
all the dead branches like that are gathered up, thrown into the fire, and burned. And you know, we have, we have uh, uh, some of our own styles in this part of the world. When things negative like that, I say, what do we do? We do things like that. She said, Julia, she said, Julia, you know, you know what this means? Ah, ask somebody beside you. When the Nigerian does this, God forbid. God forbid, but. Or like Christians do, I reject it in Jesus' name. You don't reject this one in Jesus' name. There's a condition. If you stay joined, he stays joined. If you are not joined, you can't, you can't say I reject it. I hope you know that some things can be remedied with prayer. You don't remedy an act of disobedience with prayer. The solution to an act of disobedience is obedience. Go and obey. Go and do what he says. <laughs> Hallelujah. Stay joined together with me and follow my teachings. That's the answer. If you do this, you can ask for whatever you want and it will be given unto you. Praise the Lord. You want to thrive? You want to thrive? Stay joined. You, you, you're wired to thrive? Remain wired. Remain connected. Stay joined. Pastor, how do I stay wired? Obedience. Be in obedience to whatever he tells you. Pastor, how do I stay wired? Intimacy. Fellowship. Have you fellowship with God this morning? Do you fellowship with God habitually? Do you have out time? You and God alone every day of your life. Amen. What he tells you to do, do you do it? The mother of Jesus said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And he told them, fill the water pots with water. Go bear, give to the governor of the feast. As they went, the water turned to wine. They obeyed and they saw. Hallelujah. They obeyed and they saw. They obeyed and they saw. If you obey, you will see. If you obey, you will see. The problem is this our analytical mind. You say, ha! Ha! Man, go easy. What are you asking us to look in your easy, man? Ha! You, you are rationalizing. That's where the problem is. It will never happen. You won't, you won't see it. But some are foolish enough to obey, they will see. Praise God. Stay connected. Stay connected. Don't break the flow. Don't distort the circuit. Stay joined to Jesus. You know something? When you're joined, when you remain joined to Jesus, you know what it means? You are joined to life. You are joined to wisdom. You are joined to health. You are joined to favor. You are joined to promotion. Stay joined. When you are joined with Jesus, you are in agreement with life. You are in agreement with strength. You are in agreement with power. You are in agreement with victory. You are in agreement with progress. Hallelujah. You are in agreement with life. Stay joined to me. Somebody say, this month and for the rest of my days, I choose to stay joined to Jesus. Choose to stay joined to Jesus. So stay connected. Number two. <laughs> Be grounded. Be grounded. Be grounded. You see, in uh, 
electrical engineering or electronics. There's grounding and then there's earthing. The experts are here. Earthing. Do you know in a basic connection, maybe you, you take your 13 amp plug, what do you see? Life or live, L-I-V-E, not, not L-I-F-U. Live, neutral, and earth. Am I making sense? Women, am I making sense? Some women have been doing electrical connection. So there is live, there is neutral, and there is earth. Many times, if it's a two-pin plug, it doesn't have earth. It only has life and neutral. That kind of device is a device that is not grounded. It's not earthed because there's no earth. What the earth does or the earthing does is to transmit electrical shocks. If something should happen and there's an outflow of current outside the circuit, Rather than you being shocked, the earth takes it. Praise the Lord. I'm trying to simplify it, sir. When, when I say nonsense, you are here to correct it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Devices that don't have the earth wire are not too, 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 too safe. But again, it's good for the building to have its own earth in. Am I right, sir? So that there can be safety. Anything that is negative by way of electrical shock goes into the earth. This building is earth, for instance. It's grounded. Amen. Otherwise, it's possible to try to put on the fan and something shocks you. I say, hey! And I like electricity. It passes quickly. It doesn't waste time. Quick. Within the split of say, hey! They say, what happens? say, ah! <laughs> Hallelujah. In life, from time to time, there are electric shocks. Who is with me? Ah, from time to time, there are electric shocks. Are you touching? Say, yeah. But when you are grounded, that shock goes somewhere. It goes into the earth. Who is with me up to now? Hallelujah. Pastor, we didn't know this was part of the deal. He said, in this world, you will have tribulation. Brother, in this world. You know, tribulations don't want to know whether we are handsome or not. It's because you are handsome. That's why I'm looking at you. This brother is a handsome brother. Hallelujah. Tribulations don't want to know whether you went to school or not. Whether you are beautiful or handsome, nothing concerns tribulation on that one. Hallelujah. The devil is no respecter of looks. Neither is he a respecter of books. <laughs> the only thing that scares the devil is the word of God. Praise the Lord. When he came to tempt Jesus, what was the solution from Jesus against the temptation? It is written. It is written. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. It is written. It is written. And he said, Go away. Be gone. Hence, Satan. For it is written. Thou shalt serve the Lord thy God. Him only will you serve. It is written. The answer to the devil is what is written. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. So the word is our earthing. Every shock that life presents must be absorbed by the word. Now, in electrical engineering again, the earthing must be such that the wire has low resistance. If the resistance is high, it will resist the shock. Send it back. Ah, Pastor, it was literature I did, though. We didn't do physics. Even the one talking. My physics ended in secondary school. So what's the difference between us? Hallelujah. Someone said we learn none. Low resistance. Some Christians have high resistance against the word of God. Their resistance against the word is very high. So the word can't pass through them. And anytime live wire, you know the problem is this, life must never touch neutral. Am I correct, sir? Life must never touch neutral. Anytime live wire touches neutral wire, Casala <laughs> go bust. Life must never touch neutral. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know what that means? Sin must never touch flesh. When sin touches flesh, the man comes down. Flesh must be dead. When sin comes, it means a dead flesh. But back to what I'm saying. Low resistance. So when the resistance is low, the shock or the current goes through. Your resistance must be low where the word of God is concerned. That is, uh, you are malleable. God's word can change you. God's word can influence you. God, God's word can influence your opinions. God's word can change your mindset. God, God's word can form your views, can influence your views, can shape your world views. Amen. Some people, it is what their father taught them that is with them up till now. And they say, this is what the Bible says. They say, no, this is what my father said. And your father said what he said based on the knowledge he had at that time. But now you've seen by yourself that God's word and God's knowledge is superior to your father's knowledge. Are you still going to hold on to your father's knowledge or to your heavenly father's knowledge? Praise the Lord. If I were to be running my own life today, based on how my father ran his, ran his life, you wouldn't know me. Or if you knew me, you wouldn't want to associate with me. If that was how, I, I, are you getting it? So because some people say, that's how my father taught me. What is God teaching you? Amen. So, be grounded. Let's read something. Proverbs 30 and verse 5. Every word of God is pure. Proverbs 30, verse 5. Every word of God is pure. Because the word absorbs the shock. Every word of God is pure. He, in bracket I put here, the word is a shield. It protects. To those who put their trust in him. So the word takes the shock. You must be the low resistance wire. I already said it. First Peter 5 and 7. Casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. Be low resistance wire where God's word is concerned. Mark chapter 4. Let's read. From verse 15. It's the story of a parable of a sower. And the explanations that Jesus gave. We're going to learn something from there. It says, and these are they by the wayside. Where the word is sown. Talking about the seed that fell by the wayside. But when they have heard... 
Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a while. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth, for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Afterwards, when electric shocks break out because of distortions in the flow, for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. What the devil will attack concerning you is the word that God has given to you. What the devil will attack concerning you at this time is the word thrive. He will attack everything called thrive concerning you. He doesn't want you to see that. Come to, he will say it's a lie. He will say, oh yeah, thrive, let me see. Thrive. The devil will come and attack the word. But you and I must be so confident in the word that we present the word to take the shock the devil is bringing. In other words, learn to put your pressure on God's word. When pressure is mounting in your heart, direct it to the word. Casting all your cares upon the Lord for he cares for you. Cast the pressure to the word. I lost that pregnancy. Lord, what's going on? Cast your pressure to the word. What does the word say? I will restore you. The years that the locusts, the palm worm, the caterpillar, and the canker worm have eaten, I will restore those years. Cast the pressure on the word. Hallelujah. Let the word absorb the shock. Believe me. You lost one in your business. Let the word absorb the shock. Amen. All your customers have gone. Let the word absorb the shock. You don't understand, pastor. My husband walked out on us. I'm left with three children. Let the word absorb the shock. Amen. There is nothing, no pressure that God's word cannot take. Man may not be able to take it. If you bring it to me, I can't help you. Hallelujah. Remember, remember the story uh, of those uh, women that... Uh, they, they killed their children. There was famine in Israel. And they shouted to the king because people had started boiling their children to eat. And they said, oh king, would you save us? King said, me, save you. Me, I'm also in the same problem with you. It's only God. He said, send Elijah. Elijah, if I will not, if I will not cut off the head of Elijah today. What, 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 what's this nonsense that this man is doing? Even the king had no answer. Hallelujah. He's not God. Put your pressure on God's word. Who is with me up to now? Wired to thrive. Stay connected, number one. Be grounded. Be grounded. There must be Athen in the world. There must be Athen in the world. Hallelujah. Those who know how to stand in God's word are those who come to testify. They're the ones who always have a testimony. The Lord did it. I stood my ground in faith. The Lord did it. The Lord honored his word. He will always honor his word. He doesn't honor a man. I hope you know that God does not honor a man. Who performs the counsel of his messengers? Who confirms the words of his servants? It is the counsel of his messengers. And that counsel must be the word of his servant. That's what God confirms. Praise the Lord. God will not confirm a man. He will confirm his word in the mouth of a man. Lastly, never be exposed. Never be exposed. So no exposure. Do you know when wires are naked... They are exposed and a spark can take place. Not only will a spark take place, current will return to somewhere. Equipment can be damaged. It has happened in this hall before. Amen. We don't know whether the problem came from the grid. That was when I even learned that the fact that you are on generator, 
on direct current, DC. You know there's alternating current, AC, from Nepal. There's direct current, the one you generate. Amen. DC. Am I right or wrong? Uh-huh. Even when you're on direct current, DC, on your generator, that the neutral line from Nepal is still active somewhere. And if there's a problem with Nepal's neutral, it will bypass all your DC systems and damage your equipment. Is that not what you taught me, sir? Don't just think I'm talking... I have, I have teachers who, uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Classroom, five rooms. Classroom is one of the rooms. What do you do in classroom? You learn. You learn. Some people, they just go through like they don't learn anything. Ah, if, if you're not learning, you die. Praise the Lord. No exposure. No exposure. If you're exposed, there's high danger. High risk of distortion, electrical spark, damages, and many unpleasant things can happen. It can even lead to loss of life. Am I right or wrong, sir? No exposure. Your life must not touch the neutral wire. Because if they are exposed, then there can be a spark. If they are exposed, water can seep in, liquid can seep in and cause problems. Child of God, close up. Help me tell your neighbor, close up. Uh-huh. Not close up toothpaste, too, but close your life up. There must be no part of you that is exposed to the devil. Look at somebody say, I say, please close up. Say, ah, close up. No exposure. As long as there are exposures, there is risk. There's risk. Naked wires. When they touch one another, there's what we call short circuits. Electrical short circuits. And when that takes place, it's a problem. Colossians 2 and 13. Your flesh must be dead to sin. You see, you see, <laughs> I said a while ago, life and neutral must not touch. Sin and flesh must not touch. Christ did something concerning sin. What did he do? He condemned sin. Where? In the flesh. Oh. Can I say it again? Christ Jesus, by virtue of going to the cross, went and condemned sin. So sin can never bring righteousness because it is condemned. He condemned sin. But he did not remove sin. Sin is still on earth. But he condemns sin where? In the flesh for a believer. Praise the Lord. Do you understand? So what Jesus did is to give believers power, victory over sin. But you must take it. You must receive it. You must walk in his reality. Otherwise, sin will have mastery over you. And Apostle Paul writes, he said, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. He said, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Romans 5, Romans 6, you can read when you get home. Praise the Lord. So, sin must not find flesh that is alive. Anytime sin finds flesh that is alive, it leads to a spiritual electrical short circuit. The person just, you know, just fall. The person will react. Things will go down. Everything will scatter. 
wire to thrive. No exposure. So your live wire is protected, neutral. It's protected. The earth wire is in place. You are protected. Your blood covered. Your blood sealed. You are protected. Hallelujah. There's no room for the devil to mess with you. Why? You're protected. Let's read. Colossians 2 and 13. And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. That's what Jesus did for us. So, flesh must remain dead. Colossians, Galatians chapter 2, from verse 20. What does he say? I have been crucified with Christ. I have been crucified. If you're a born again Christian, join me to say it. I have been crucified with Christ. What's your name? Mention your name. You have been crucified with Christ. You know what it means? Crucified. They put Jesus on the cross, nailed him to the cross. Crucified. He could do nothing. He couldn't come down from. He was crucified. I've been crucified with Christ. So he was crucified. And on that cross, he gave up the ghost. So that's to say he died. I've been crucified, so I'm dead. But the next line says, nevertheless, I live. I've been crucified. I thought I was dead. But nevertheless, I live. I had to die in order to live. I had to die in order to live. Jesus said, except a candle of wit falls into the ground and die, it abideth alone. Then that's John 12, 24. So, except a candle of wit falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. Meaning, I first must die before I can live. Who is with me up to now? <laughs> and nobody wants to die. Especially Africa, Nigeria. They say, hey, dollar is now 1,400 and something to one. Oh, hey, hey, hey. But, but nobody wants to die. Nobody is saying, let's just end everything. Anybody who says that, they will look at you like this. And people will use style to move away from because nobody wants to die. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Is it there? Yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. The life which I now live in the flesh. How do I live it? I live it by the faith of the Son of God. So it means for you, not to be a slave to sin, live by the faith of Jesus. Every day, live by the faith of Jesus. Don't live based on your strength. Ah, Mike, no woman can try me. Ah, no man, in me, at this stage of my life, no man can try me. No, you are saying that in your Say it's through the help of God. What does the Bible tell us? Let him that thinketh is standing, take heed lest he fall. There's no man who cannot sin. So your confidence must be in the Lord to keep you from evil hallelujah some people they don't have problem with opposite sex so, but if it is money they say money ah, or woman or denyeni it's money ah, and nobody's claiming it it's money ah, oh, oh, no, who has come to claim the money now and you work in a bank and you've been watching that account for the past 18 years nobody has come to do anything on that account you see definitely the owner of the account must be dead and so you begin to move money you and some group of people you move 500,000. Two months after, nobody has come. You move another 1.5 million from the account because the man died. Do you know people do it? Do you know people do it? And some of them are Christians, Christians speaking in tongues. 
Some of them come to church on Sundays. Some, some come for all night service. Ah. So honestly, pastor, all this thing, no, 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 no. I'm a very holy man. What about money? Everything. Everything matters. Can someone say everything matters? Why are to thrive? Everything matters. Let's go back to God's word. So don't be exposed because sin will expose you. When I say sin, you know we have categorized sin. And as far as we all unrighteousness is sin. Malice will expose you. Bitterness will expose you. Unforgiveness will expose you. Who is with me up to now? Disobedience will, will expose you. Unfaithfulness will expose you. Let's receive grace. You know, any small thing like this, you just switch off. I don't talk to anybody again. Malice. You're a malice major. Any small thing like this, you just call the people of unforgiveness. No. 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 Don't be exposed. Help me tell somebody. Don't be exposed. Romans chapter 6. As I close from verse 11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the loss thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of righteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. So where are we today? We're under grace. We're not under the law. So sin shall not have dominion over us. Amen. Don't forget, stay connected, be grounded, and never be exposed. You will thrive. You will thrive. As long as you remain connected, no exposure, no ground for the devil to come. You will thrive. Don't open the door to the accuser don't open the door to the accuser. Apostle Paul writing Ephesians 4, I think 27, said, neither give the devil a foothold. Neither give the devil a foothold. As long as he has a foot in the doorway, the door cannot close. All he wants is a foothold. Don't give the devil a place where to place his feet or his foot in your affairs. There is a woman here you have to Tell the Lord that you are sorry. Ah, you're married. You abused your husband. You said many things to him. You said many, and it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. And, and, and the man has been down since. He does not see any worth in his life anymore. Do you know some things can lead a man to suicide? So tell the Lord you are sorry, whoever you are. You don't need to raise your hand. It's between you and God. Just tell him you are sorry. Repent and receive your forgiveness by faith. And then go back to your husband and make up with him. Make up with him. And make sure that that never happens again. Make sure that never happens again. A mother is here, you cost your son. In this outgone week, you cost, you placed a cost on the boy.
because it's been causing you a lot of trouble you can stand and receive forgiveness because that was wrong because it's going to bounce back on you tell the Lord to have mercy upon you if you don't understand it's okay but just ask God to have mercy upon you and upon the boy and you must look for him and pray for him you must look for him and pray for him in the name of Jesus look for him and pray for him if you are in church this morning you are a couple husband and wife you're married and you're still waiting on the Lord for conception let the husband lay hands upon the wife's tummy and begin to speak conception do it now if your wife is beside you you are a couple you trust the Lord for conception do it now in the name of Jesus the atmosphere allows it to be done now lay hands and, and decree conception in the name of Jesus and tell the Lord the number of children you desire to have as a couple <laughs> Elijah asked the king of Syria to strike the ground he struck three times said why did you stop you'll only defeat your enemies just once thank you Jesus thank you Jesus if you are sick in your body you can receive your healing if you will stand on God's word who by his own self bore our sicknesses upon his body on the tree and by whose stripes we were healed by whose stripes we were healed by whose stripes we were healed you can claim your healing as you stand upon God's word this morning such people stand to your feet and claim your healing and declare God's word that Christ paid the price for your healing with his stripes and you believe those stripes were the price paid for your healing and so you claim your healing from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet in the name of Jesus tell the Lord this year you are enjoying sound health sound health sound health sound health sound health rebuke infirmity and sickness in your borders in your home in your family even this year no medical emergencies no, no medical emergencies in the name of Jesus let there be sound health sound health divine health divine health let every infirmity be swallowed up by the power of the stripes of Jesus infirmity be swallowed up in the name of Jesus Father we say thank you we receive healings with thanks can you receive your healing and then take your seat and give thanks unto the Lord? Everything that had not been working before now, you've put in a lot of effort, you've tried many things, you've tried many things, but it hasn't worked. Can you stand up please? Let's pray together. Let's pray together. This time and from this time, it shall begin to walk this time and from this time there shall be results that you have never seen before this time and from this time motion begins activity begins results begin in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and you will return to testify you return to testify some people are here what you need is a fresh idea you need inspiration to start afresh such people just stand up
You need inspiration to start afresh. You need inspiration to start afresh. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to inspire them. Show them things they ought to do. Show them where the treasures lie. Show them where the answers are. Show them where the solutions are. Show them things they need to know. Show them things they need to do. Show them things they need to start doing. Show them things they need to stop doing. And reveal to them the things they need to continue to do. Lord, inspire them. Lord, inspire them. Lord, inspire them. Lord, thank you because as you inspire them, everything changes. And there's a new burst of energy, new gust of energy, new zeal to press on. And Lord, they will make effortless progress because they are running on the wings of grace. They will make effortless progress. Thank you for your wisdom. Backs them up. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we say thank you. Give him thanks, give him praise and exalt his name. Finally, you're here this morning. And you're saying, Pastor, pray for me. I need prayers. Yes, I will pray for you. But where to start the journey from is from you becoming admitted into the kingdom. You must have kingdom connection. You must have kingdom connection so that you can be a part of that invincible and invisible kingdom, that unshakable kingdom where you are wirelessly connected to life, to glory, to power to grace and mercy and that can only happen when you surrender your heart to Jesus and ask him to live in your heart anybody like that this morning pastor pray for me I want to surrender my heart to Jesus it will be my joy to do that just raise up your right hand nobody's looking at you all heads bowed all eyes shut please just raise up your right hand so that I know who I'm to pray for up on the gallery or down here raise the, your hand above your head I want to know who I'm to pray for. Sister, your eyes are open. Is it because you want to do what I'm saying? Please let me talk to her. Brother Lumine, there's a sister with the gold whatever. Yes, that sister. Now she's bowing down the head. Are you coming to Jesus? You want pastor to pray for you? I will pray for you. Okay, I see your hand, sir. Who else? Who else? So can you place that hand across your chest and say, Lord Jesus, today is my day of salvation. Please come into my heart. Live in my heart. Forgive my sins. Forgive my past. You are everything in everything unto me from this hour. I will live for you because you died for me. Help me from today. And let this be a journey into life and power in Jesus name I pray for you that you will be grounded and rooted and established in that kingdom where you cannot be shaken and the grace to bring forth fruit after the nature of the father is released upon you you are blessed and no man can reverse that father thank you for it is done in Jesus name we pray amen, amen. God bless you sir God bless you God bless you. There's a gentleman in front, whoever, you know, please. Yes, just walk up to them so that they know what to do. Tell them what they need to do. Thank you. Whoever prayed that prayer up on the gallery too, let the counselors also know and tell them what they need to know. Can we all stand as we pray? Eternal Father, let there be a fresh outbreak of your glory and power. 
upon every man and woman and boy and girl, every family, every job and business and career and pursuit and ministry, upon every project and assignment, every pursuit in every life. Let there be a new lease of life. Let there be freshness of your spirit. Let there be an outbreak of your glory. In the name of Jesus, let there be a springing up of new things, a thriving of all that is good and godly concerning your children. In the name of Jesus, none here will struggle to live. Life for us will be on the strength of grace. In the name of Jesus, none here will know setbacks. Rather, we advance and we increase and we press on. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you that strangers will serve you. That kings will be your foster fathers, their queens your foster mothers. I pray for you that the oil of the Spirit of the Lord will flow ceaselessly over your life. You will know ease and comfort. And I ask, Lord, for a fresh lease of power upon our prayer altars, a fresh lease of life upon our study altars in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask for grace to serve you more, much more, to serve you faithfully, to be diligent in seeking you, that our lives will be pleasing unto you continually. Thank you for the blessings upon us. Our students thrive. Our workers thrive. Our professionals thrive. Our public servants thrive. Our business owners thrive. Those of us in ministry will thrive. Every life will know thriving. For it shall be our testimony. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated.